Oh, no one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. yo ho Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, gang. Welcome back to Gangplank Report. It's time for another OG with KG, the Oracle of BD, the Princess of Prognostication, Kathy Gilmore. Hey, Kath. Hello. My God, they're getting more and more like... Well, all of your soothsaying (laughs) came true in this episode, so I have to give you your props right up front. Yes. Are you speaking of the fact that when somebody else leaves, somebody else's insecurities come to the surface? Yes, ma'am, I am. (laughs) Which we will get into that. But let's start with just a couple of quick hits. Mm -hmm. As always, folks, this is not like a moment by moment recap, but just like an overall thing. I went on a little bit of a roller coaster with Fraser. I love that he was getting some love from the passengers this week. And he is so very great at service. But then like Rachel, yes, pointing out that Fraser does seem to be a little bit of a hot mess at times. Mm -hmm. So that definitely affects it in a way. And then, yeah, like what's going to happen with Kim and Captain Sandy? Like back off, lady. I love him. (laughs) I do too. And I did have somebody who's saying, I really hope that Sandy doesn't put me back in the headspace where I'm against her because he had just gotten over his issues with Sandy. And I told him, I said, I'm in the exact same place, Rob. I went back and forth with her all episode because there were some times where I was in complete agreement with her. And sometimes I'm like, shut up. (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like I was back to liking Sandy again, this episode. I like how she does seem to genuinely root for her crew members for the most part obviously anything i say about sandy the hannah situation accepted Mm -hmm. (laughs) i treat that as a separate entity now i have to right so yeah she does seem to be actively rooting and caring about her crew members and i like that about her does she overstep yeah sometimes i love the fact that her and rachel went out for coffee Mm -hmm. i love the fact that the restaurant's decor perfectly match their ensembles <laughs> <laughs> that's like a girl after my own heart i love that but yeah i genuinely feel like she wants the crew to succeed and i do think what happens with her a little bit like with captain lee we have the sort of gruff persona we know who he likes who he doesn't like he just wants everything to go well so when he gets upset at somebody it's not like a hard right turn Right. Where Sandy is very effusive with her praise and showering her people with love that when she does turn critical, it feels like a <gasps> moment. Right. That's a good point. And so I think that that's the case with Fraser. And 
you know, don't want to spend too long on that because it looks like we're going to get more of that next week. Right. But I thought that was interesting. And I did like the fact that Rachel can take constructive criticism as long as she respects the person it's coming from. Mm -hmm. (laughs) True. So that's a big thing. And I mean, Rachel, I think, had the epiphany of the decade on this episode where she came to the truly just stunning conclusion that fewer courses goes more smoothly faster. (laughs) Like, wow, that was like a light bulb mic drop moment for her, apparently. (laughs) So (laughs) I think I speak for all of us when I say, um, doi. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's the simplest things that get past us, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, what? (laughs) Moving on to Katie, obsessively. Trying to get Ross to move in. That was weird. That was so weird. And she kind of doubled down on Watch What Happens Live with, I just thought it'd be funny. What was funny? I don't think you understand what that word means. Right. It's like trying to tame an extremely horny wild dog of indiscriminate age (laughs) is what she's doing with Ross there. What? Oh my God. And the fact that he's such a dog that he can't just say, no, it's not going to work. Right. He panics. Now we know why he ended up with this relationship with Elizabeth for four years. <laughs> he he just panics. He like turtles and ends up in the situation, I think. I love that all the reasons that he gave were the reasons that Fraser gave. Like mm-hmm. he had mm-hmm. no clue how to get out of it. He had so no idea. How everything to get out of Fraser it. said, he just yeah. regurgitated to Katie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, MVP Fraser there. Like, Ross, you're 67 years old. You can't tell me that this isn't the first time this situation has arisen. So that whole thing just killed me. And also, of course, set up what happened later in the episode Mm -hmm. so let's get there let's talk about Alyssa everybody's second favorite person to talk about now right she can't let it go with Camille and I think and I'm gonna get nailed for this but I think she has a little bit of guilt she knows that she on some level was just not dealing with Camille as a person as a human being She decided from moment one, she didn't like the girl, and then that was it. So maybe Alyssa has a little bit of guilt about how she acted. I don't know. Maybe deep down. That's an interesting take. I hadn't considered that. I just thought she didn't like the ramifications of what other people might be thinking of her. Sure. I mean, yes, I agree with that too, but I feel like kind of only it seems like Ben was giving her a hard time and of course he would that sweet summer child isn't gonna understand that Camille (laughs) was like a horrible worker because he never saw her work all he heard was her complaining about you know Mm -hmm. so yeah I just feel like it was just so strange and and that's how it goes right when you feel guilty about something you kind of tend to harp on it right and that's my feeling as to where her little like can't stop talking about Camille is coming from Or maybe she was just clairvoyant because the bee showed up at dinner. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh my God. I didn't get that from the phone call. I mean, obviously from the previews, we knew it was going to happen. Yes. But the way the phone call went, 
I was like, how did we get from here to here? Yeah. She didn't even want to talk to Ben on the phone. <laughs> well, turns out she was getting a massage at the time. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just so bizarre. Why would you want to go out? But I, I'm glad she showed up because it allowed for a few things to happen. It allowed for her to kind of get proper closure, I think. Mm-hmm with the rest of the crew because there's some people online that are like she's just the worst I'm like she's the worst worker but obviously people like her personally so it was a way for her to get closure after the shock of the firing which should not have been shocking but that's a whole other story (laughs) (laughs) and then it allowed us to really get a look at Alyssa that wasn't good at all all at all no at all like her true colors were just falling out of her i'm hotter than her it's fun to see everyone squirm and then like dissing the relationship of katie and ross and then Mm -hmm. holding his hand and just being all over him yeah and ross is not innocent people i understand that no but Alyssa, even by her confessions knew what she was doing and it was incredibly deliberate and it was gross quite frankly it was even Haley turned on her and Haley's been Switzerland through this whole season oh my god the reaction of the season maybe when (laughs) Alyssa stormed out of the meeting Mm -hmm. and the incredulous look that Haley had like what what Yeah, Yeah. I love that so much. But we'll see what's to come with Alyssa. But we've seen some of this behavior before. But Camille is so terrible that a lot of stuff was just brushed aside. And she has been a little unpleasant to guests. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that hasn't been talked about at all. But I've seen it. And then yeah, like, where is she? What is she doing? And why did Fraser make a big point of saying she's in charge when he's not around? Right. That's going to cause problems. Faux show. I agree. Yeah. I think it was easy to justify her behavior to Camille because mm-hmm. Camille was so awful. Yeah. Now, when you're looking at somebody like Katie, who hasn't done anything to anyone, mm-hmm. Right. it's like wait wait you're yeah. gonna treat her like this and then in the previews we saw what she says about sandy yeah there's definitely been signs that Alyssa ain't all that she feels she's cracked up to be and we'll see what happens with that right right but it'll be very interesting to watch that play out and then just want to say finally that new dude tyler is adorable i love him already Do we think he was hired just because he has a curly bob haircut? So he blends in with Tony Tony and Ben, you know? Is Ross growing his hair out so he can, like, fit in a little bit better with The year of the bob. And then Tyler said Ross is 38 years old. You were the first person I thought of when I saw that. I was like, there's your confirmation, Kathy. Now you know it's out there. I know. (laughs) Katie's got to be like 22 or something. I would have thought mid-20s, yeah. Yeah, so significantly older. Yeah, he's a bit of a predator. I'll say it. I'll say it. (laughs) Bit of a predator. He's very difficult for me to watch. I will say that. I don't mind him in his work environment. Sure. I think he does his job well. 
soon as he has a sip of alcohol, I oh, want nothing awful. to do with him and I don't want to watch him. It is cringe yeah. factor. For and me. I loved Rachel's self-awareness. Yeah. She's like, not that I can talk. I love that. I love self-awareness and her self-deprecation. Yes. That wins me that. over every time. Yeah. Somebody yeah. who realizes, look, I can't judge. I've yeah. been there, but yeah. still at the same time, knowing that they've moved on, which Rachel has. Right. And did what yeah. she needed to do to not exactly. be the loss of the boat. Yeah. Absolutely. Mad respect for her in that regard for mm -hmm. me. And then I find this is just a little tip for everybody. If you want to enjoy Ross more, you just got to picture him as Austin Powers. <laughs> and that just brings it to a different level. So that's my little <laughs> tip for everybody. But that's all I got this week. Well, shagadelic. Thank you for that. <laughs> Maybe it'll get me through the next week. Hopefully. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. We will see how this goes. I was wondering your thoughts since we saw the mid-season trailer mm -hmm. and there's a girl coming on. Who's your pick of who the girl's going to replace? Alyssa. You think? Yep. That was my gut after watching this episode yeah. and seeing the previews. I'm like, Maybe it's they Alyssa can't get rid gone. of Fraser. Yeah, Sandy yeah. can't fire. I know saw that online a little bit about people guessing Fraser. He's mm -hmm. a chief stew. Like that's not an easy replacement. They're not going to replace him. Yeah, and I think Alyssa's going to quit. Yeah, maybe that's my guess. If she quit a meeting, she can quit a job. Yep, and she's very young too. Let's not forget. Yeah, she's twenty two. So yeah, I think she, I think it's going to be Alyssa. Well, we will see next week. Your predictions have yep. been spot on. Everybody be sure to give Kathy a follow. She's the Gilmore Girl on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok. And you can also hit her up and catch some of her act on thegilmoregirl.com. Be sure and do that as well. Yes. All right. Well, thanks, Kathy. Thank we you. Check you next week. Check you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, welcome back to another Gangplank Report. We are here talking about Below Deck Adventure Season 1, and it is the finale, so episode 13, that Bravo decided to call Long Fjord by Dumb, and we decided to call Fjord Your Goodbye. <laughs> I just I'm not ready for the season to be over I'm not ready either I'm really bummed I tweeted that last night I am bummed I've loved the scenery I've loved the show it's too fast too soon not ready I mean there's a couple people I don't care to know anything more about although watching Seth walk around with his giant ego was very entertaining and I could possibly hate watch some more of that <laughs> can I tell you what I tweeted this morning I know you haven't been able to be online today yes I said if a padded resume and a d-pic had a baby it would be Seth you know sometimes Jen you have these moments <laughs> you really do 
and I love you for it. He's just awful. He was so awful. Oh, we'll get to that. And I mean, I could have stood for a little bit more of that hate watching. <laughs> really, honestly, like there's got to be one in every crowd, right? That's so. true. That's true. Definitely. That was him. But going back to the beginning of the show, this just stuff. I mean, what a nothing burger. Could they have use drawn out nothing any longer than they did? I could not believe it. It was five or 10 minutes in that they drew this out. Well, and to her credit, at least she recognized that she was being over the top and stepped back to look at the situation and be like, I've really only got 24 hours left here. What am I doing? Right. You know? Yeah. And just sucked it up as you should in that situation. I was glad that she did. I didn't want Carrie to have to scramble for someone to cook the seafood extravaganza. We could have ended up with grenadine oysters again. Exactly. I didn't want Rocky part two to happen. I don't know who it would have been, but I can't imagine it would have been good. No. Although Faye does own a food truck. So if anybody was going to jump in there, it would have been her, but then she would have been extra stressed, worried about the service too. Right. I don't know how she could have modeled and food trucked and been chief all at the same time. That's a lot of hats, even for Faye. Yeah. Agreed. So yeah, if there was anybody that was semi-comfortably jump into that position to finish out the charter, I'm willing to bet it would have been her, but I would have hated to see her stress level through that you know i did love carrie when jess walked into the wheelhouse and he said why are you still here (laughs) i love that (laughs) that's what all of us were feeling in that moment why just go yeah if you're gonna threaten it that much then just do it right yeah but she stuck it out which is the right thing to do in that situation absolutely yes And I'm glad she did. Like I said, I am glad that she stuck through it after calling her healer and recentering. And all that other tippy dippy BS. Yep. (laughs) You can tell I really believe a lot in that stuff. (laughs) And I actually believe in it more than you do. And even I was rolling my eyes. (laughs) That should tell you all you need to know. (laughs) Like if we're saying that things are all for show, that was definitely all for show. Yeah. Yeah. So getting on to the cave adventure, what did you think? Because after all of the things we've seen, I thought that was kind of a letdown. Anticlimactic, I think is the word that you're going for. Exactly. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for that to be the quote unquote adventure that we end on was not the most adventuresome thing we could have done. Yeah. Although doing a photo shoot in a cave is kind of cool. It is kind of cool, except that was so expansive. Maybe it just didn't photograph well, because sometimes environments don't photograph very well, but it just kind of looked like a big conference room with rock walls, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's actually a place in Poland that's called the Salt Mines, and it's stunning. Like They hold huge philharmonic concerts and stuff like that in it. I read a book last year I think and it talked about these salt mines and that's kind of what I had pictured in my head Mm -hmm. and then we get basically like drippy cave walls and bad lighting and that's that was not what I was expecting yeah because at the beginning that first cave that the guest on the first charter went to yeah that was beautiful I thought that was stunning and this when you saw the picture 
on the outside and there was all that construction equipment out there. The whole thing just gave me a weird vibe. I don't know. And then the hard hats and the vest with the reflectors on them. I'm like, okay, this is weird. Yeah, I agree. I think that that was probably an oversight on someone's part. I'm not going to blame the crew for that because they're not the ones that are scouting locations. Right. But the whole modeling thing I thought was drawn out too long Mm -hmm. you can only take so many pictures and having watched season upon season of america's next top model you don't have that much time and that many single shots of one dress i don't know i guess it was their way of paying back the client in some way showing off what she was going to be showing at fashion week but it was literally two dresses so yeah i agree with you but it's a pat on the back right exactly And the food, again, took a really long time. Jess put on her happy face. It was so syrupy and everything is light and bunnies, but she still didn't have her game going yet, I didn't think, at the extravagance. She did not have her poop in a group. Yes. Well, which is a running theme across all of the decks this season. Yeah. Interesting that we keep running into that. I wonder why. Yeah. I did see a tweet from our friend Gabby, and I wanted your opinion on it. She said that she thought Below Deck Adventure is the most wholesome of the franchises and the most like what real life yachting is like. Did you find that this season? Yeah, I have also talked to a bunch of people that said that they thought that this season was a lot more like my season. Right. Like season one, more Mm -hmm. documentary style, less like every other season. That's just focused solely on the drama. And I agree with that. I think people have just gotten so accustomed to the constant drama bombs that this seemed really vanilla, Mm -hmm. comparatively speaking, but it's kind of refreshing to not stress watch constantly. To me, it reinvigorated my joy in the show because I like seeing real drama I have a radar for fake drama, even when you're not supposed to know. A lot of times I know because it just doesn't make sense. And we're getting a lot of that on the other franchises. It's very manufactured. And this didn't feel that way at all. This felt like these are the real problems that you have to deal with. Personality conflicts, living in small quarters together, that kind of thing. Right. I agree with all that. Yeah, very definitely. And I think it's interesting to see from the perspective of this being a freshman show that there was enough balance, I think, of drama. And again, it's just less than what we're used to, which is, I think, why people seem less excited about it. Yeah. I think that the crew seems a little bit more authentic and a little bit more knowledgeable than what we're used to. Right. And I like that. I can't say I loved everybody on this season. But I think that for a freshman show, they did a really great job. In summation, I would say this was a better season than I anticipated. Yeah. Especially with a production company that hasn't done it before. Right. I agree with you. I enjoyed it. I'm not saying there can't be tweaks. We talked about that last week. There are things that can be tweaked to make it better, but I enjoyed it very much. And I wish the other franchises would take a little bit of what this production company did and get away from the manufactured drama. Just dial it back just a little bit because it's exhausting to be quite honest. Yeah, 
I agree with you. That's why I really haven't followed Below Deck OG much this season. Because mm-hmm. I'm just kind of over it. I'm ready for a shakeup. I understand that. So they leave the caves. The guests seem to have a good time. These were lovely guests. I really like them. Seems like with what they've done with the crew after the show's aired, that real relationships were built, real friendships were built. So I enjoyed them, but they get back to the boat and Jess does redeem herself. I thought the dinner service went really well. Yes. And she switched from Wagyu to Kobe beef. So at least we didn't get the exact same thing on the last dinner. Beef cheeks. Yep. (laughs) No, I agree with that. I think that this is your last showing. You've already created enough issues with everybody here. It's nice to see her and not a high note. I agree. It was a nice turnaround for her. It was nice to see her and Faye work well together. I agreed with her when she said she wishes they could have found that footing earlier on. I think this would have been an even better season had they found that footing. The drama plays some role. There's some positive to that. So I wouldn't want to take away all of that because like people said, you don't want to necessarily see something that goes perfectly well all of the time. Right. But I would have liked to seen them gel a little earlier and get on that same page. I agree. And I talked to somebody a couple of days ago that was like, this just doesn't feel as messy. And the observation that I have for that is that this was done in COVID and their nights out are very limited. You can tell that they are trying to maximize to the best of their ability, getting the crew out to do things, Mm -hmm. but they're not having those drunken, messy, crazy nights out like we're used to seeing. And I think that's because Norway was still very much on lockdowns and like still very much in COVID protocols. Yeah. Hence we see the gloves. Right. Every time they're on the dock and customs is watching, we see them wearing gloves. Mm -hmm. So they're still trying to follow the rules and still trying to work within the confines of the laws of the surrounding waters that they're in. And I think that plays very heavily into it. So where we would normally see like crazy, messy crew nights out, they're not getting that opportunity because they're still in COVID times. Right. I do have to give you props. You were absolutely spot on that there was a farewell dinner. I didn't know how they were going to squeeze a day and a half in an hour and they managed to do it. And we got to see them go out. That was a lovely view that they had going on. And then the fireworks and everything. I thought it was a nice way to end the whole thing. I'd rather have actual fireworks than crew fireworks at the end of the season. (laughs) Yep. Editing got me again with the previews of Faye slipping into Seth's bunk. I thought that we were going to get some fireworks, but no, she shot him down. I mean, she was cute about it. She was. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's smarter than that. You know, (laughs) it's nice to have the flirty attention, but at the end of the day, your grandparents are going to see this. (laughs) You know, she's a smart girl. That's true. That's true. It was funny though. I did love props to Casey for coming back and telling him how big his ego was and how arrogant he was when he said, I don't know if you have a crush on me or what. Oh, Seth? Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. I don't know why that is an arrogant guy thing. 
if you have a problem with them, all of a sudden you must be attracted to them. No, it's because you're a nozzle. Yes. And maybe one day he'll watch his behavior on TV, but something tells me narcissism wins here and that will just never happen. Oh, we can't forget the end when he said, can't you just hand me the torch to Lewis and wanted the bosun title? I'm like, what are you doing? First of all, when has that ever happened in the history of the show ever? Never. It's just the dumbest. I think Lewis played that so perfectly by being like, yeah, sure. If that's what you need, go for it. (laughs) He knew how stupid it was. Like, here, you're just going to look like an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. Gave him the rope to hang himself. It was the goofiest. And for him to say in that confessional, I went from deckhand to lead deckhand to bosun in three weeks. I think that's pretty impressive. And they're like, what are you bosun of? And then he had to admit he was bosun of nothing because the show was over. Right. (laughs) Just goofy. Yeah. Props to whoever that producer was, for sure. Yeah, that was amazing. So we got to see the goodbyes with the captain. Captain Carey seemed like he really did enjoy the crew overall. Yeah. So admittedly, I was supposed to be at the finale party last night, and I was just unable to make it, unfortunately. But it looked like Nathan, Casey, Oriana, Carey, and maybe Lewis were there. I was texting back and forth with Oriana this morning and just apologizing for not making it. I've had a couple of things come up, but... I think it speaks volumes about the fact that they all still choose to hang out with each other afterwards. Right. Even though she said that she would be fine with never speaking to Lewis again, it looks like she's willing to speak to Lewis again, which is nice. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was altogether bad. I think just in the moment you're like, yeah, that was fun. Okay. Bye. Right. I feel really good about the season. I like that we ended on a high note. I like that it wasn't, With the exception of Kyle, the kid that went pretty early, who needed to go, by the way. Yeah. I feel like I was good with this season. There's a lot of people that I would like to see again. I would definitely like to see the franchise again. I'm hopeful that Bravo will recognize that this was a good investment for them and they'll try to bring this back and do it all over again. We haven't heard, like you said, we probably won't know until September, right? Mm -hmm. What's renewed and what's not. I wouldn't think so. They usually, especially with as many franchises as there are now, even with Housewives, they don't promote much more than a month or two out from when they're actually going to air. So in theory, they could have filmed another season this summer. They could have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whether they did or not, I don't know because maybe they wanted to wait and see how this went. Yeah. It's hard with Bravo sometimes. There are times when they put a big investment in an idea and they'll do a couple seasons before they know. And then there are other times where they wait and see how it goes and it just disappears. Mexican dynasties disappeared very quickly. Family Karma got renewed, but it took a very long time to get the second season out after the first season because they waited to see feedback. Right. So with a show like Below Deck, it's different than Bravo's other reality series because those can be filmed at any time of year. There's no season for Housewives or Family Karma or Vanderpump Rules. You film it when you film it. Yeah, there's always a season to be a bitch, isn't there? (laughs) There is. And there's only a certain amount of time that you can film 
a boating show, especially in cold weather climates. So right. we'll have to see if we can't have it back. I'd love to see a few of the people back on other franchises and see how that goes. If for some reason they don't bring it back, I will make a prediction that we'll see Nathan again somewhere. I hope so. I love him. He is sunshine. I love him. I would love to see Carrie again. He just, to me, is like a Glenn. He's just the perfect captaining style for me. Like Nathan said on this episode, chill but stern. Yeah. He has lines that you cannot cross for the type of ship he wants to run. And he's very clear about what that is. Right. Which is huge. Yeah. So he's not too overbearing, but he lays down the law when he has to, but he has a good sense of humor at the same time. And when he does have to come at you, it's just very logic-based. It's not aggressive. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, and I think that that's part of it, too, is that knowing the difference and the balance and being able to clearly communicate what your expectations are so that people understand and then allowing them to work within the confines of that, right? Right. So, yeah, I would love to see Carrie again obviously, because he's still a friend of mine. I would love to see Nathan again. I would really love to see Faye and Oriana again. Mm -hmm. I think at first that Oriana got kind of a crap at it, but as it turns out, she's a hard worker and I think that she's great. I'd love to see her again. Yeah. I don't know that I'd want to mix any of the ones we've seen now with each other in another franchise. I would want them separate in a different mix. There was something about the chemistry of this that didn't have sparks for me. Individual people had individual moments, but I don't know that they mesh well. So if Faye is back, I don't know that I'd want her to be on the same boat as Oriana. Yeah. Same with Nathan. I would want them mixed with a different group to pull out the potential that we see in them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we want to thank you all for listening and sticking with us through this new adventure. For coming on this adventure with us. We appreciate you joining us for this. It is a while before Sailing Yacht kicks in here because we still have OG. So we will still have the OG with KG and that will probably drop on Wednesdays from now on since we don't have to wait for Below Deck Adventure. But we thank you and we will see you when sailing comes out. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Twitter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Laura Lyle, Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. OG with KG. Contributor Kathy Gilmore. Now, walk the plank, you scallywags, so I can have me a clap of thunder. Bravo!